Hi, I'm Chris with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before the episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries, and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer, and beer to, well, just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And along with us is producer Grant. In today's episode, we'll be reviewing Wellington Brewery from Guelph, Ontario. But that's not all. We'll be talking about four other breweries as well in this special expanded collaboration focused episode. It's only the second episode and we're already throwing out our structure. Temporarily, of course. We'll be highlighting four beers today, which are part of the recently released Rising Tide Collaboration Mix Pack. And to round out the episode, we'll have a fun discussion and maybe debate about the best musical collaborations. Let's get to it! Wellington calls Guelph home, specifically 950 Woodlawn Road West, and is Canada's oldest independently owned microbrewery. Since 1985, for 35 years, they've been a pioneer in the craft brewing scene by producing timeless, traditional-style ales, as well as experimenting with new recipes as part of their Welly One-Off series. Wellington brews their award-winning beers in small batches using the freshest all-natural ingredients. They take pride in being an active member of the community, taking part in countless events. They believe that beer is best when it's fresh and locally made. Totally agree with all that, and that's why we love craft beer. As mentioned, Wellington is 35 years old this year, and to celebrate, they teamed up with some of the best well-known breweries in Ontario to make this Rising Tide mix pack. The four other breweries involved are Great Lakes Brewing, Muskoka Brewery, Cameron's Brewing, and Nickelberg Brewing. We said Wellington supports charitable causes, and they're delivering with this mix pack. Partial proceeds from the mix pack go to support SaveHospitality.ca, a group advocating on behalf of small businesses and workers in the hospitality industry. Which is a great cause in this time of COVID, as many small restaurants and breweries have been struggling over the past few months at no fault of their own. We will link to their information on our Instagram post about today's episode, at CraftBeerCons, C-O-N-N-S, and in the description of the episode on our YouTube channel, Craft Beer Connoisseurs. We're excited to crack open these beers from these great breweries, and we will coming up. To begin, we want to give a shout out to Brad and Karen over at Wellington for supplying the beers on today's episode. We're going to start with the collaboration with Great Lakes Brewery, simply called Wellington X Great Lakes. It's a West Coast Pale Ale that has a 5.8 ABV. For those playing at home, this is the beer that says a rising tide on the can. A little on Great Lakes Brewery first. They're located at 30 Queen Elizabeth Boulevard in Etobicoke, Ontario, and they specialize in producing flavorful beers They'll be sure to awaken your taste buds with each sip. The beer is brewed with Ontario-grown Cascade and Chinook hops, along with a touch of citra and mosaic. It's medium-bodied and dank with notes of pine, and a refreshing hint of citrus and grapefruit on the finish. Using the unofficial craft beer app, Untapped, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. The overall rating for the Welly XGLB Pale Ale is 3.86 bottle caps out of 5, with a total of 187 check-ins. This is a limited release, and it's just released recently, so the check-in count won't get too high. Let's, 
Open her up. Let's do it. Get that pour in there. Yeah, that's a nice. Oh, that's that's nice right there. That's a nice pour. It's nice, uh, nice and golden color. Ooh, yes, yes. All right, let's take a little sip here. Definitely. S yeah, no, that smells like West Coast Pale Ale right there. Yep. Good head on her. Yep, that's a nice head. Definitely get the pine at the start. Mm-hmm. Less citrus than I Less, was thinking. Yeah. More pine. It's got a it's got a big pine kind of punch, yeah. But the citrus does come in kind of in the end. It is a nice color though. I like yeah, that. Yeah, very nice, very nice. It's color a really nice color. And very clean, um, very clean. Yes. Not quite see through, but very clean. Um, like I said, the golden color and yeah, it, it's good. It's very good. I don't, yeah. Uh, I don't know if I. I'm kind of in between on this one. Okay. I don't I don't know why. That's the one thing I just I don't know, know why. I'm in between it because I think it's trying to be something, but it just doesn't get there. Okay. You know what I mean? You kind of see where I'm going with it? Yeah. That? And to be honest, a few more sips in, I'm getting more of the grapefruity um, that they mentioned. Um, Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what's throwing me off is the grapefruit. I'm not a big grapefruit guy. No. Maybe that's what's throwing me off here. It's interesting because I just took like a big gulp of it and it was different than the first taste. Right. It, like, it, it's, it's changing through unique. every taste. It's very or, unique. Every I, do, I do appreciate the fact it's less malty than a regular West Coast. Yeah. But still, there's still something missing. Like, I'm not saying it's bad by any stretch, any stretch of the imagination. Right. It's just not what I would consider to be great. That mm -hmm. makes yeah, yeah. I, I think when I, I look at it, you know, it doesn't have that multi kind of flavor. It's, it's very nice. It's straight to the point. It's good. It's a nice beer. I think it's, it's kind of chill. I don't get like an aftertaste that just lingers and that I'm disgusted by it. I, I like it. I'm not getting disgusted by the aftertaste. I just know it's just, it's still on the tongue. It's still there. It is still there. Kind of on the 15, tongue, yeah. 20 seconds after you've taken that, like, that final sip, it's like, there's still something there that's just lingering too much for my liking. Yeah. No, I, I definitely get what you're saying. And I, I know we talk about how, you know, we don't like to come up with our ratings kind of right away. So, like I said, it's kind of changing as it goes. Right. But. It's interesting. It's a very interesting flavor profile. Um, I kind of get what they've described it to be, but yeah, at the same time, it's it's lingering. It's it's a little too piney. The the one thing I do like is the actual can design itself, though. That right. one yes. I can yeah. really get into. Obviously, it does say a rising tide on on it. Uh, it's got it's kind of like a hands getting together. Obviously, a nice little you know collaboration collaboration yes. with and Great we'll, Lakes. Kind of makes sense why it's uh, called the Rising Tide. You know, right. come out with Great Lakes for sure. We're going to see. I think through the uh, the beers that we review today is mm -hmm. just this handshake is kind of is through on all can design. Yep. And I think that's yep. kind of a nice kind of touch with the collaboration piece. Yeah, yeah. No, um, yeah. I I don't know. At this point, do we want to check out what the uh, the rest of the Untapped community thinks about this one? We, we've got to get through four of these, so I think it's probably get, <laughs> if we move it along a little bit. But it, I find it very refreshing. I think it's nice and crisp. I don't know if maybe it's just the way that it's. it's okay, well, let's, uh, I, I think we might have a, a little bit of a variance here I, on, I on our rating. So well. let's see. All right. Uh, firstly, I'm going to look at uh, HG on Untapped at H Gigel. I don't know. I'm probably not saying that it's correctly. A, it's an interesting name. It's a very interesting name. We will give you a follow on Untapped. So on August 30th, um, they gave a short but sweet comment. Citrus. And gave it a 3.75 out of 5. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like I said, I'm definitely getting a little bit of that citrus, but maybe not. 
enough to just kind of say that's my comment. Um, but uh, only time for one untapped user review today because we are doing we, four. We beers. do have to move through a couple. Of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So for my rating, I think I'm sitting at about uh, three point five. All right. I think I'm sitting around a three point two five. I think for me, it's going to be a three point two five as well. Um, the producer Grant, he's really taking his time on this one. Yeah, let's do hey, some math, Grant. We got, yeah. we got a couple of uh, But his here. rating is a 3.5 as well. All right. Uh, so what does that get us to? That gives us an untapped score of 3.375. So goes down to 3.25. Well, well, I think we'll round it up to 3.5. I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of the 3.5. We'll round it up to 3.5. We'll, we'll, we'll round it up. Majority rules. Yeah, two out of three ain't bad, I guess. <laughs> That's just how it is. And then beer number two is going to be on deck. The second beer today is Wellington's collaboration with Muskoka Brewery. Again, just called Wellington X Muskoka. It's a coffee cream ale and it has an ABV of 5.0. This beer's can says, lifts all boats. Muskoka Brewery is located at 1964 Muskoka Beach Road in Bracebridge, Ontario, and they opened in 1996. They handcraft premium beers that are as unique and refreshing as the region they're from. This cream ale is brewed with South American coffee beans, flake corn, and a touch of Ontario honey. The balanced malt sweetness of the beer allows the bright floral coffee flavors to shine on through. On untapped, this beer has an overall rating of 3.57 bottle caps out of 5, and only 170 check-ins. But again, this is a limited release, and it was just released, so those check-ins might bump up a little bit. You know this is our favorite part, but let's open her up. Thank you. Open it up. Gonna get a little bit of a pour get here. Get a nice yeah. pour going. Yeah, nice little pour here. So I'm wondering, like, I know Muskoka has a basic cream ale that is one of their core beers. So I wonder mm-hmm. if it's just maybe this, that core beer, more so brewed with the Wellington coffee beans that they would have grabbed. That's interesting. It might be. Yeah. It might be. Looking at this, nice head on it. Good pour, I think, personally. I mean, I did pour it, so that's fantastic. Uh, the color of it. Good it's kind of like copper. I was thinking that too. Yeah, yeah copper. I was expecting to it to be darker. So hopefully, it's you know that honey and the cream kind of coming through. That's true. It, it is kind of. It's a little bit darker than honey, yeah. which makes sense because of the coffee. Right. Um, so I mean, I'm excited to get into this. Who who drinks coffee? Because I do not. Same. Well, that right. would be myself. So you're the only one that drinks coffee. Yeah, okay. and and black black coffee. Okay. I don't know how you do that. <laughs> it's just delicious. I so, don't know how it is delicious. It's a habit <laughs> good for you. Habit I did not get into, but uh, and I'm okay. I didn't. Um, okay. I'm giving it a smell. The, the right coffee the flavor. Hop, yeah. You hit the coffee. Yeah. Like the smell is straight up it, coffee, and it smells like coffee beans. It doesn't okay. smell like yes, co- brewed coffee. Correct. It smells right. like coffee beans. Right. Like ro- like roasted coffee beans. Yeah. Like, right. Okay. Okay. That's fantastic. It's it's uh, it's a beer that I don't know if I'm going to enjoy, but we'll see. I'm going to give it a first sip right now. Uh, Fife, do you want to give a little bit of history on this, just the brewery itself? Uh, so founders Gary McMullen and Kirk Evans from Muskoka. It's now owned by Todd Lewin and Bob McDonald. Uh, apparently our producer is also dying over there right now because he is not a huge fan of coffee. Grant, um, Grant not a huge fan of yeah, coffee. Yeah, Grant's not a huge fan at all. Um, I'm, I'm sure he's, he's piecing it together right now, but you know, what's interesting about it. I'm not a coffee drinker. The odd time I will splurge if I need a little bit of a kick and get like an ice cap. I don't mind this. 
I don't mind. Well, I mean, I'm a coffee drinker, but you I definitely don't mind it. Um, it's more less like a le- it's less like a cream ale and more like a white stout almost. Okay, with, uh, I see where you're right? with, yep. with yeah. the coffee, but the you know the kind of less malty flavor. Right. Um, I, I share that feeling. Yeah, it does kind of more drink like a white stout. It compares to the uh, From Dust to Dawn that Upper Thames does, the white stout that they do. Mm-hmm. I think it's pretty comparable. Um, I'm, again, I'm, I don't like stouts. I'm not a huge fan of stouts, but this one is tolerable. Yeah. Like, And I and I thought going in, like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to like this one, but this one, I can tol- I'm not going to have more than one of this, but I can definitely tolerate it and, and drink it and finish it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think from my perspective is just if anybody is not into the stouts and the porters... This might be a good kind of transition beer, right? Like that's you, a good point. You you might want to try this, have this, and then move into the stouts and the porters. I don't mind it. I'm as I said, I'm not a coffee drinker, but I enjoy it. I think it does have a bit of a coffee taste to it, but it doesn't sit heavy. It's yeah. not like I'm going to be cuddled up by the fire and just sipping this back with a nice flannel shirt on. I feel <laughs> as though this would be a great beer to have at like 9 a.m. on a Sunday morning overlooking a lake. Oh, yeah. While right. being completely hungover. Okay. Well, We're- and Muskoka Brewery, right? So if you're hanging Listen, out in Muskoka. Get on the pier. You you, you, you had a rough night. Drink this beer. Because usually when you wake up, you're probably going to drink. You, yourself, Chris, you're going to drink coffee, right? Right. Might have so, an extra cup. Might as well just mix a coffee with the beer. Right? Yeah. Just, I, I am definitely I not opposed to that at all. Yeah. And, and it's, it's a good beer. I think it's it's nice. It's not overpowering. Like, you can get a stellar reporter that is straight in your face. It's oh, coffee yeah. punch. Yes. It's heavy. Those are the ones I can't tolerate or finish it, it, by all. It's just a stylistic thing, right? Where this one here, I feel like I could have one, maybe two, early on. I have a second one. Yeah. Now that I'm getting more into it, I yeah. can definitely have a second one. Right. I, it does, and it doesn't sit. Like, it does not sit heavy. Yeah, and I think if you only, like, if you weren't a coffee drinker and you only smelt it, you right. would say, I, I'm not going to even get into that because that's too, too, too much coffee on the nose, right? right? But once you actually get into it, I don't think there's actually a ton of coffee flavor. Yeah. Like, thing, not overpowering. The one thing that does say on the can here is that it's a flavor expedition. Right. Mm. And the one thing that you see from this beer is that there is definitely a lot of flavoring that's coming out of this. Yes. yes. It's not For it's sure. not light For on sure. anything. It's hits you with the coffee, hits you with the cream. I wish there was more honey kind of coming through. I do wish there was a little bit more honey. That's true. I think um, it would kind of settle it down a little bit. I think that would have upped my rating a little bit. Yeah. For yeah. sure. It might settle it down a little bit. Especially with the with when they describe it, they talk about using Ontario honey, but yeah, I'm not getting as much of that sweetness that I might want to get yes I, I that, that that would push the rating I higher think for sure. rating yeah. Too. Yeah. but at the same time i mean for a coffee kind of flavored beer not bad oh yeah not definitely bad. Like, not I, really I coming through it's nice as i say i it's very drinkable you can sit back i think you just have to kind of plan when you are having it yeah Do you, but i like your point about kind of an introduction almost to stouts you know we're we're, we're kind of in fall right now so Stout season is kind of coming up, right? right? So I'm sure there'll be some pumpkin spice stuff come out. Well, sure. yeah, but but, but I think good, yeah. it, I think if you're looking to kind of explore the the stouts this winter, I think this is a good place to start to right. kind of get your palate used to it. I kind of feel like this is if like Starbucks had a beer. Yeah, okay. does that make sense to yeah, you? For yeah, sure. like I'm not a huge Starbucks. Obviously, don't drink coffee. My wife is a huge Starbucks fan. I think I have her order down pat, but. <laughs> 
I kind of feel like this would be like a beer that I, if I went to Starbucks and saw, oh, they sell beer. What do they sell? This would be the beer that they'd have. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's the thing is like, yet again, they come up with a beautiful can, very similar throughout the style. We're going to see that style with all four cans. Mm-hmm. This one here is a kind of like a fingertip to fingertip kind of handshake. Maybe COVID appropriate if you use hand sanitizer. We appreciate that. Maintain your six feet like we are doing right now. Or in your bubble. In your bubble. In your bubble. bubble. Yeah. But this is a, it, it is a solid beer. I think they've done a great job with it. I appreciate it. I don't know. I don't know. Let's see what uh, we kind of kind of move into when it comes to the ratings on it. But uh, let, let's let's move into that. Yeah. So let's check out uh, what what kind of the untapped community has to say about this because we're always interested in what other uh, beer drinkers have to say. So uh, JDT uh, handle James Dean twenty six on August thirtieth had to say that Muskoka Cream Ale, but almost has a stout feel to it. So good. He gave it a 4.25 out of 5. So this is really what we've kind of been talking about, right? Like, So he was thinking it was pretty much the Muskoka cream ale that has been in the LCBOs for years yeah. with coffee. Right. Exactly. Like and kind of like what we were saying, where it's more, less of a cream ale, more of a not stout fully, but kind of a white stout. In the and, middle. And, and I can kind of get on board with that. Personally, for myself, I'll kind of get our started, uh, our ratings here. I'm at a 3.5. And that that's a lot for, for that's surprising to be honest. Yeah. I'm a three yeah. five. I like it. It's nice. It's smooth. So I think that I thought at the start I was going to be below three, and now as I'm drinking it more and being able to tolerate, I'm going to stick with you, Tyler. I think a three five is exactly where it is. Um, it's definitely not the best beer I've ever had, right? But it's still tolerable. For I sure. thought I was going to go into this being like Ugh. it progressed, right? right? Yeah, it I, progressed I, on me. It grew on me naturally. I'm okay with it for sure. Yeah. And and for me, I think I'm also going to go with a 3.5. I think like we kind of talked about, if there was that more honey flavor, it might bump me up Correct. to even a four because it, it, it's actually really not that bad. Um, but let's see what uh, producer Grant has to say. He has, he, he's given it a little low, 2.5. Wow. Okay. Grant, All right. definitely not feeling not the, a coffee the, the, the coffee flavor. Must be a right. coffee drinks tea and not coffee. Yeah, yeah must we be. talked about it. Yeah. Not a coffee drinker. Okay, that yeah, might have been So, so uh, Tyler, what's that, what's that do for our overall score for this beer? Yeah, so actually it's a clean wine. It's a 3.25 total for uh, all four of us. No decimal nice. points on that, eh? No decimal. It's very clean. We like to wow. see it. Just as clean as this beer, I would say. Clean as a, oh, The beer nice. is very clean. I will it say is, that. Yes. Definitely very clean. But guess what? Beer 3 coming up next all right we'll look forward to that thank you the third beer today is wellington's collaboration with cameron's brewing called wellington x cameron's it's a quebec ipa and it has an abv of 6.3 percent this beer's can says join together cameron's is situated at 1165 invicta drive in oakville ontario and they opened in 1997 They're committed to brewing beer of exceptional taste and quality. They relentlessly pursue the development of new styles and the perfection of their classic ales and lagers using the world's finest all-natural ingredients. This hazy IPA has Norwegian Voss Kvek yeast from Escarpment Labs and a generous dry hop of Citra, Simcoe, and Amarillo. The result, huge hop aromas of peach and apricot. On Untapped, this beer has an overall rating of 3.84 bottle caps out of 5, and just 189 check-ins so far. Obviously, as we mentioned before, 
It's a collaboration. It's a limited release, so there's not going to be as many check-ins. Beer number three. Let's open her up. Open it up. All right. Let's take get the pour, pour going. Oh, what a beautiful pour. Definitely hazy. I got a lot of head the on The one pour. thing I will say... Oh, that is a lot of head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I will say... Quick pour. Is I have never met a Quebec IPA I've not liked. That's fair. Right? So... Well, let's, this one let's see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might be eating those words. Yeah, right? <laughs> Hopefully not. Hopefully not. This... I do like peach in my beer. Peach is probably yes. the number one thing I enjoy in my beer. Peach, sure. mango, Either artificial, artificial or natural. Well, definitely getting a little bit of those aromas. Okay. Uh, the, the peach and the apricot. Oh, that's nice. I, oh, this boy. is the thing is, I did pour a heavy head on it, but at the same time, it's... It's it's kind of hanging around, right? Like so, it's a nice head. It's hanging there for a bit. Yeah, I don't mind that. Definitely major, uh, major. Uh... Spit it out! Spit it out! You <laughs> can do it. it. Come on, we're all friends here. <laughs> Is Grant getting in your face right now, or yeah. what? <laughs> the uh, bubbles. The bubbles. Yeah, there it is. Mm. He got it. Yes. Uh, Carbonation. This is. This is there you go. This is couldn't find this. Is it good? I, I, like I haven't taken a sip yet. I've been well, maybe if the... you would have had a better pour, then you wouldn't have this issue. Listen, listen. Robin Hood always says... I, li- I like it. We, we, we what don't does Robin Hood say? Sorry. Give to the rich. Take from the poor? No, 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 no. That's not it. No, it's 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 rob from the rich. Take from the... take from, Give to the poor? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, I'm going to have to access my wife's Disney Plus account for to know Gotta what this is. Um, I'm taking my sip now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> thank God. So we're not getting the, the IBU listings for these beers today but I, it, it feels like it's pretty high right um it is up there there's a big big bitterness kind of yeah. flavor to it which it is, is fine yeah. from, from an I ipa right like i don't mind that coming through a little bit bitter like the aftertaste does linger but it's a good aftertaste mm-hmm. unlike the first one we had which kind of like lingered a little bit more right um yeah i mean i i would know this sorry go ahead. yeah yeah no i would know this is a strong beer uh, Cameron's Brewery, actually, it's it's interesting to see. They have a hundred awards in the past sixteen years. They're pumping out some quality beers. Mm-hmm. Um, if we remember from a couple weeks ago when we looked at Leftfield Brewery with their Laser Show, yeah, it was yeah. a double IPA. This as just the Kvyak IPA is very kind of similar to it. It is I don't, similar. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't mind it. Low, lower on the ABV, obviously. Yep. Yeah, maybe have, maybe have another one of these, uh, but definitely. Highly recommended, indeed. If you are able to access your LCB, or if if you live local to the Wellington Brewery and pick up the the Rising Tide Mix Pack, or online, or online, or yeah. LCBO, amazing, yeah. or LCBO. LCBO. They, I, these I, are in the LCBO, um, and I think that's a I good don't know point. If you point. realize that, but I mentioned that first. Yeah, no, no, but I think are you just pumping the LCBO again. It's important to say that they are in the LCBO, and so if you want four of these beers, pick them up one spot. And, up, and I think a good it. point is because there's five breweries involved in in this mix pack because all four of them come together. Right there. All, all these breweries are located across the province, especially Muskoka. Um, so you can get these probably in a very wide variety of LCBOs across the province. I honestly really enjoy when breweries come together for collaborations. Mm-hmm. No matter mm-hmm. if, you know, I know uh, a couple like Block 3 in St. Jacobs, they uh, collaborate with people out east in Australia and everything like that. Or sure. you have ones that are just localized and combined together like... I know uh, Wellington, I think they combined with the whole city of uh, Guelph in terms of Royal City and right. uh, Brothers. 
mm-hmm. the other mixed pack that came out with the Welly Canland game. Yep. Right. Um, so, at least I'm pretty sure it was them. Okay. I could be wrong. Who right. knows? Okay. <laughs> we'll fact check that yeah, later. Yeah, we'll fact check that later. <laughs> That's where Future Grant comes in. Future Grant. You should probably check yeah. get on that right about yeah, now. Yeah, come on, Grant. Yeah, get on that. The thing with this, too, is like because it is a collaboration, it's nice to see people come together. And I think from our perspective as a podcast, it's a couple of us friends, a producer every week, you know, come together, have a production value that we, we like to put out there. But these breweries, this is the support that they get, right? Mm-hmm. Craft brewery kind of support and collaboration is all of everything. Well, that's that's what we've kind of found getting into this craft brewery, you know, exploring breweries and everything like that right. is they're competitors in quotes, right? But right. at the same time, they really want to help each other because uh, it, it sounds corny, but when the tide does rise, all boats do rise, right? So if craft beer in general is doing well, then all breweries are doing oh, well. Way, way to work in the pun. Oh, Good thank job. you. And that's the thing. When we look at what we talk about and kind of the promotion of different breweries and for the forecast of what we kind of plan for our podcast, that's our intent is we want to help everybody out. We want to try to, you know, raise the level up, have everybody come out to different breweries. And that's what we're about. And I know you talked about production value earlier, right? So when it comes to a brewery, if you pump out good beers, no matter where you're located, mm-hmm. you could be in the middle of a big metropolis like London, Toronto, or you could be somewhere rural. If you pump out good beers, good production, people will find you. Right. People will. And, and the good thing about this collaboration pack is maybe people in Guelph go to Wellington and they pick up this pack and then they say, you know what? Maybe I'm going to go to Cameron's in Oakville. I'm going to try out their beers. I'm going to go to Muskoka and try out their beers, right? So it's kind of spreading out the the wealth, if you will. For Breweries sure. work together. That's yep, what I love about sure. the craft beer and, industry, right? And as, as a craft beer connoisseur, that's what we look for. Yes. Right. So whether it's a drive down to Grand Rapids, Michigan, or if it's a drive down to Florida, whatever it might be, or if it's going up north for a camping trip, I'll be honest with you. I will look and seek out what kind of craft breweries. Yes. There are. All we'll plan our trip around it. Hundred percent. FYI, if you ever post COVID in like 2024, hopefully it's not <laughs> go to Grand Rapids, Michigan. If you are a craft beer connoisseur, go to Grand Rapids, Michigan. There, what is there? Twenty-two different breweries in Grand Rapids. It is. We amazing. we will we will definitely have to touch touch base on that uh, momentarily. But Future episodes. Yeah, yeah. I, and I look forward to that. So I think what we need to do here is probably move forward here. So, so I wonder what the Untap community is going to say about this one. Yeah. So we what we got is we got Kyle W. Etoric King. E T O R K I King. On August thirtieth, just said so smooth. And rated a 4.5 out of 5. You know what? I pretty much am going to agree with Kyle on this one. 4.5 out of 5. Goes down super, super smooth. No complaints about this beer. Yeah. The only complaint... Actually, you know what? I do have one complaint about the beer. Okay. I want more. Oh, wow. Wow. And those are strong ratings. Um, Personally, I'm at a 3.75. 3.75 for myself. I'm going to go with 4.25. I agree. It's definitely smooth. Definitely a good beer. Just not quite at that four and a half level. So 4.25. And producer Grant is giving us a four even. Okay. Didn't see that one coming. 
So we're just running a little bit of math here. <laughs> Grant's a little needs, slow on the calculator. Grant needs a calculator to figure this one out. <laughs> and then we'll move on to the fourth beer, which will be the final collaboration. Finish it up. See what we have going on here. We're just running the numbers here. We've got to get the uh, abacus out. Abacus. Yes. I did see a Facebook post about that a few weeks ago where it was like, I need to get an abacus out, and it was like a p- picture of ABBA and a picture of Kiss. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually beautiful. That, that's hilarious. Because we will a collaboration. A collaboration, yes. To our final I conversation like collaboration. So that does give us a team score of 4.125, which is going to go down to a 4 because that's what math does and we round out. <laughs> All right. Uh, and now into the fourth. And yes, the final beer of this episode. Thanks for staying with us. We'll uh, finish the fourth one up soon. Here we go. Our final beer for today's episode is Wellington's collaboration with Nickelbrook. Brewing called Wellington X Nickelbrook. This beer is a dry hop sour with blueberry and pear and it has an ABV of 4.8%. This beer's can says, come and float. Nickelbrook Brewing can be found at 864 Drury Lane in Burlington, Ontario, and they were founded in 2005, and they are the youngest of our five breweries today. Nickelbrook combines premium ingredients, do-it-yourself creativity, and a depth of technical knowledge to create world-class beers. This sour is bright and lively with a clean lactic sour notes with hints of strawberry and cherry from the unique Barba Rouge hops. It was finished with a load of wild blueberries and pear juice to make it an irresistibly tangy treat. On Untapped, this beer has an overall rating of 3.71 bottle caps out of 5 and 169 check-ins. For the final time today, let's open her up. Please do do it. Let's open it up. I like opening beers. It's the best part of the day. Oh, so good. It's my favorite right. part. Okay, better pour. That's what pour. we're about. Better pour. Yeah, better let's pour. do it. Come on. Come, Come on. on. Come on. Give me a better pour. I don't know. Uh, no. This is... Uh, it's a good pour. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. Well, first, first off, very nice color. Oh, yes. Beautiful. So kind of like a, a, a light purple, I would say. Yeah. Um, definitely. You see the, um, the juice... Coming through? Yeah, the blueberry. So. Yeah, no, and looking at it right now, you can't see through it. It's very, very op- st- strong, opaque, opaque yeah. in color. Yeah, no, it's good. I knew somebody's gonna use the word opaque. Right, right. <laughs> and a good head on it. Lingers around a little bit. Not yeah. too much. Not too little. It's it's good. I said more pear than blueberry. The I, smell. I, I definitely get the pear on, on the, the smell? nose. Yeah, on the nose. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, it, it's it's very a lot a lot of pear, but I mean. Let's 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 take a I'm sip. I'm super excited to try it. So I, I'm really gonna, excited let's to have a sip here. Let's, let's try it. Sip. Let's do it. Very tart. Very tart. Very tart. Not not in a bad way. No no no. Just very tart. <laughs> I don't find it that tart. No. Really? Uh, granted, yeah. though, you are a sour connoisseur. Yeah. Yes. And Chris sure. would call himself a stout connoisseur, and I'd be an IPA connoisseur <laughs> more so. Like, that would be our favorites. Yes. Yeah, for sure. That, that's our specialty. Yes. Specialty, if you will. Yes. No, I don't find it, like, in your face. I don't find it really too tart. I kind of find it mellow. Um, I've had some Steel Wheel Brewery kind of beers before, and it mm-hmm. kind of sits in that kind of realm. It's nice. I don't mind it. Definitely more. So, we, we talked about more pear coming through with the aromas. Right. I think more blueberry on, on, the, the, flavor. on the flavor. Yeah, yes. sure. Um, on the top. taste, blueberry, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really, really nice. Not 
overpowering sour. We talk about that a lot with sours, right? Whether That's the one thing it can sours, be overpowering, yes, it can be, and sure. this is definitely not overpowering. Right. No, I think it's 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 a nice beer. It sits well. It's not in my face. Um, I don't feel like I'm. It's not dry either. No. Some some sours you can find very dry. Yeah, it's a nice finish, and I, I mean, from a place like Nickelbrook, they uh, again, this is a collab, but with Nickelbrook. They do really good sours. They've got their Uber series of sours. Oh, right. um, they had a raspberry one, and then there was a lime one too. That both of them I, were I really good. I had a cucumber one. Yes, was, cucumber. It, yeah. cucumber lime. I think it was actually. Yeah, it yeah. was really good. Nice. Um, refreshing. Like, very crisp. refreshing. But yeah. this one here, same sort of thing. It's like I don't feel like it's very in your face. Like, right. I no. think it's refreshing. I think I could sit down, have one or two of them. I'm not getting that puckered up kind of like. In the cheeks, right, right, and and you get that with some sours. I I, I agree. I think um, for myself personally, a little more puckered than what you're putting on. Yeah, for sure. Um, I see my cheeks getting a little rosy out of it. Okay, maybe it's because it's the fourth beer of the episode. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> could be, could but be. Um, we are splitting beers, though. Drink yeah, responsibly. No, no. Half pints. Okay? Yes, half very pints. half pints. Uh, but I I think for me, it just doesn't have enough flavor it ha- definitely has right. flavor okay. that's fair just not enough flavor to get me to the point of a, a five rating if you will right yeah no I, I i definitely feel that and the the aroma of the pear i would have been expecting a little bit more pear flavor and that would have maybe pumped it up a little bit but um i, I definitely don't hate it it's but really I th- good i think that's part of it is like that pear smell and that pear flavor kind of subdues the blueberry feeling. Yeah. So it's not like a punch of blueberry that that's all you taste throughout. Like I've had some Jelly King where it's like you sit there and you feel like you're tasting jam. And yes. I love that. I do love that. Don't get me yeah. wrong. And and that's possibly a five. Speaking of which, I just came out the peach and I want it. Yeah. That might be a 5.0. That's fine. But like with this here is I think that, that it's a nice balance. Like mm-hmm. you, you get the pear, you get that blueberry. It kind of calms each other down. It's a very nice balance. The other thing about the pear is you don't normally see pear in beer. That's the only true. really pear right. beer I've had was a sour splinter from Job State in Stratford. Uh, it was yeah, like I it was more of an apricot pear kind of uh, beer. Right. And it was decent. My wife loved it, but I'm just not huge on pear being in a beer. Yeah. Well, not, maybe it's just me being not. I don't own. like. It, I don't like pears, so maybe that could be it. And it's a know, good but. point. Like, we don't really get too many pear beers, right? right? So it's hard to say whether we, you know, really enjoy it. But, but I, I think the pear and the blueberry go well together. I just think blueberry is more of an overpowering flavor than pear, and so we're getting more blueberry. Right. But it's not bad. It's but really good. I can't fault Nickelbrook in this. Like they do a great job. They experiment with their flavors. Yes. They're not afraid to, yes. afraid to take risks. They put it out there. I'm all for that. Like, let's hit it. Let's hit it hard. Put in a pear. Put in a blueberry. See if it works. I feel like it works. That's just me. And so, they were so sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, they they refer to themselves as a funk lab, right? So they're right. they're putting different flavors together that might not necessarily be kind of mainstream. Right. Like you wouldn't necessarily say, "All right, let's pair." Uh, pear (laughs) (laughs) and blueberry together um but they do it and they do it well right they definitely live up to their motto of beer down to its science yes at the end of the day 100 percent. and that wasn't a small plug for uh nickelbrook but at all but literally they they do and every food and wine show or or beer tasting event 
you'd pretty much always see Nookerbrook there. Obviously, we've yeah. had many of those this year because of COVID-19, which has kind of sucked because I quite enjoy going out to a, a brewery event or a, a tasting event and just seeing how many different beers you can have in one sitting, right? For sure. And new breweries. And right? new breweries yeah. that you haven't even heard. Granted, I've heard we've probably heard of most, most of them. Most of them, yeah. <laughs> there's still one. In Ontario, at least, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. No, I think it's it's fantastic. I like how they take risks. I'm a big fan of that. Um, but let's check in with the Untapped on this beer. We'll see what uh, someone's insightful comments are on this one. So, Chris, I think you looked at a review on this one. Yeah. So, uh, someone named Beer S uh, handle Beer. I don't know Beer Stalker. Stalker. So first, like. I want to see this person's ID. I want right. to see if their first name is actually Beer. Yes. Or if this is just a cop-out account. For but untapped, I feel like yeah. the way that they spelled stalkers, like Avril Lavigne and like Skater Girl. Right. So let's you, uh, let's explain to the ahead. listeners. Yeah, please. So, so, later, so, <laughs> so the the E in stalker is a three. Right. So but uh, the K is capitalized. Mm-hmm. Oh, very point. interesting. Yeah. Right. Well, e- either way, we'll give Beer S whether that's their their real name or not. We'll give them a it's a, a friend Don't request. Worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Grant. Uh, so on toy, on August 29th, Beer S hit us with, this is really good. Very fruity. Lots of blueberries. Goodness. Wish we could have had this pack at the beginning of the summer. Well, okay. honestly, us too. Yeah. Um, because sure. th- this is a really good summer beer. Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is, but we really, we wish we could have this pack all year long. Right. Um, so beer, we'll call him beer. Beer. Uh, him or her, we'll call them beer. Gave it a 4.25 out of 5. I'll get our ratings started, I guess. Um, out of 5, I'm kind of teetering between a 4 and a 4.25. If there's a 4.123 I could give, I would. Um, I'm going to settle with a 4, though. All right. I think knock it down, I'm going to settle with a 4. Yeah. I like 4 as well. I, I really like 4 for this one. So, for myself, and I believe producer... Yep. No, for sure. Producer Grant is the exact same as myself. We're going to be hitting with a 4.25 for both of us. So that's two fours and two 4.25s. I really hope Grant's calculator is working this time. (laughs) (laughs) And it looks like it is. It is. It is. Whoa. Well, that came up. And so it looks like overall we're at a four. All right. So that's good. Uh, four, Four is what we're going to be putting into Untap. I think so. That's all for the beer in today's episode, but stay tuned as we'll discuss our favorite musical collaborations. All right, so the theme of collaboration with this episode, we wanted to have a little discussion about what we each think the best musical collaboration is of all time. So me, I'm a little bit of a classic rock junkie, so I'm going with Queen and David Bowie under pressure. Nice. Under pressure. Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. There wow. you go. Yeah. Everyone knows it. That's a good one. Yeah, I know. Uh, Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, Old Town Road, for sure. 100%. I mean, when you're looking at all time. I, Just kidding. I, yeah, a, a little it, bit of a recency bias there. Yeah, for sure. Just kidding. I, I look back at kind of like the Ebony and Ivory, Stevie Wonder, Paul McCartney. Very classic. Yes. Very small. Very, yeah. very smooth. I like it. I mostly just go back to my childhood when I was like 10, 11. Smooth. Santana. Rob Thomas, who's the lead singer of Batchback 20 at the time. Nice. Like, that's just, I don't know why, but that's just a song I 
always go to when it comes to a collaboration. It's such a feel good song. Like you feel you, you hear like the beginning of that song and you know, Santana's got that kind of like right? Latin feel and yeah, it's just yeah, you just want to dance yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that's catchy, you can right? see what I see right now. Nobody oh, wants to. Not even my wife. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's the song of our youth, man. Like that's exactly. that, that's a beautiful song. For sure. Now if I mix in a little bit of the rap kind of aspect, the holiday in Chingy, Snoop Dogg, and Ludacris. Luda and Tupac, inspirations growing up. That's, yeah. that's kind Luda of like, I, sure. I hear yeah, you're yeah. working on a collab with for them, sure. right? Uh, you know what? The hologram, I don't know if we could bring it back, but we'll see if we can get Tupac in there. I don't yeah. know. But, Who owns the rights to that? But as the uh, conversation we had earlier, uh, it's a good song. It is, I thought it was a different song. Uh, turns out I was incorrect. Yes. It, it is a good tune. It, it is a very good song. Does anybody so, else have anything else? Yeah, so when we, when we think about rap collaborations like it's really cool when you get rap with a different genre mm -hmm. so uh i'm thinking jay-z and lincoln park their collision course yes. album oh, that yeah, whole that album it's only six great. songs i think but it's just a such a great album it's you in a different way yeah six good songs for sure uh, yeah and the 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 numb song that they did uh was uh, awesome like that was that just kind of like a pump up that song. on the way home now yeah it get it would get me fired up for a ball game. It, it, oh yeah, it's I a know, total yeah. pump up song. Yeah, like if you want to hit the gym, yeah, pumps iron. That's the one you want. Just throw it on repeat. Now I do have something similar to that, like kind of like a, I don't know what you kind of want to look at, like a country kind of aspect of it. Yeah, but Kenny Chesney, Dave Matthews, you get that raspiness of I'm alive. Yeah, play that now. If you're feeling like you need a kind of moment of a hug or a cuddle. You play I'm Alive, Kenny Chesney, Dave Matthews. It's just, I don't know what it is about those two kind of collaboration. Yeah. It is a hug in music form. It's true. And a, and a lot of these collaboration that we're talking about are kind of like artists that you wouldn't necessarily think You're that they would get together. One genre with another, and it just kind of, it, it flows in a weird way, but it flows. Right. And, and when it when it works, it really, really works. Yes. Right. And apparently our producer, Grant, does not think any collaboration is good because he cannot think of his best collaboration at all. So I think he just likes one person singing into the mic for the entire time. Yeah. I, I think so. Just kind of... That's a Grant thing. He's no collaboration. Just go with it. But yeah, right. I, I know that you know, due to COVID, we've kind of been, you know, there's been no concerts. Um, the musical community's kind of taken a little bit of a hit for that. Um, but I know CBC has been throwing on these, these, uh, these concerts, concerts from drive-ins. Yeah. The drive-ins, like sure. we've been trying to do what we can and, and getting artists together that again, might not usually be together. Right. right. So you're seeing them in the same program. And when we started COVID, kind of like the isolation aspect back in March. I came back yeah. from Asia actually around that time. It was interesting to see because you had everybody from the music kind of industry get on Instagram, put on their shows, right? Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Like we watched a couple different, uh, Chris Jansen played played a whole concert on Instagram. Yeah. And that was fantastic to sit back and say, you know what? We are in, insul uh, in isolation. You, you want to know what's fantastic? And I just got, got this. I was just thinking about this now that we're talking more about collaborations. Uh, Luke Combs, Eric Church. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, um, what's the damn song called? I can't even think of the top of my head. I know it's a good song. I know it's on the freaking radio. What's the song called? No, Come I'm, on. I'm going to watch this. I know it's this in, <laughs> it is in my head. I can literally picture the lyrics in my head. I just don't know what the song's called. Uh, does does that to me? Well, no? I I no. mean I love you know both I think I you think I would know it. You think you would, but I I, I love both those artists. So when you when you get two Tell artists, me. nailed it. 
Does to me. Does to me. Yeah, there you go. Both those artists put together, it's just awesome. Like when you have two good artists collaborating, you really can't go wrong. For sure. Absolutely. I think that kind of brings this to an end a little bit. We talked a bit about uh, collaborations. We appreciate the collaborations that we uh, consume tonight, which mm. is fantastic. Very good consumption. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're sure. going to drag that into our farewell. We appreciate everybody sticking with us through this time and kind of collaborating with us as we continue through. Mm. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday as Craft Beer Connoisseurs releases a new episode. Make sure to tell your friends, family, and your Tinder matches. So from all of us and the producer, Grant, I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And together, we are the Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Connoisseurs.